Welcome back to another Work Human Radio. My name is Mike Wood. I am your host. And as part of our Keeping Work Human series today, Steve Pemberton is going to be talking to the head of our whole data unit, uh, Jesse Harriet. He's going to be talking about all sorts of research that has come through our recognition platform in the types of awards and languages that that people are using to uh, recognize each other during this tough time. I'm also joined, as always, now, especially more than ever, by my four-year-old Emma. Emma, do you know what the word research means? No. What do you have in your hand? A sharky. A shark. Yes, a little shark. And that shark, what does he eat? Um, a pure and different stuff. Oh, he eats a bunch of different stuff, including the computer that's in front of me. So, um, we tell everybody to thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. It's Steve Pemberton, the Chief Human Resources Officer at Work Human. And uh, today, for our Keeping Work Human series, I'll be digging through a little bit of data. Uh, with my friend and colleague, Jesse Harriet, who's the Global Head of Analytics and the Executive Director of the Work Human Analytics and Research Institute. Jesse, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing well, Steve. It's, it's great to be here. Great to talk to you and to see your face and uh, hope your family is healthy and doing well. We are. We are. Uh, how about you? How, how, how is your family? How's the adjustment been? You know, I think we, we have the up days and the down days, but overall, it, it's been pretty good. I have a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old, so it's always hard to rip them away from the digital devices, but, but we've been doing a lot of, of family things together, like cooking and you know, really just playing a lot of games and spending that quality time that you know, during a, a typical a month really is hard to do. So we've been grateful, grateful for that. And you know, just as things were starting to get a little um, on the mundane side, we decided to introduce a, a new family member into into the household. And you see from this picture, uh, Harper, our our eight week old beagle pup, just joined the the family. So uh, we're happy to have her as as part of the household now, and it's keeping us on our toes. That's for sure. Yeah. So you, so you are now part of the. The kind of the new dog uh, phenomenon that's that's kind of come out of uh, COVID nineteen. That's exactly right. You got that right, and it, but we're having a good time with it. And the kids can't even remember their digital devices now. They don't care. It's puppy time. Very very clever uh, move from Mister and Mrs. Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we did that about a year ago. Jesse, same thing, and got an eight week old Milo is his name. Uh, and um, it's it's it really has been fun. Uh, I'm sure you've had the same reaction. Hey, probably could have done this a little bit earlier, you know. Uh, so all all, right. all all is well. All's well. Uh, so uh, for those uh, who um, are listening in who aren't familiar, uh, can you share uh, with us a little bit more about what you and your team do at Work Human? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So. So as you know, WorkHuman really facilitates uh, human connections across millions of employees around the world. And, and as, as part of that, a lot of data is generated. So really a database of about 50 million different recognition moments where people are giving authentic moments of gratitude to one another and helping say thank you for a job well done or something that they helped them out with. And my team really crunches all that data mm -hmm. and tries to turn kind of the feelings that are in 
those messages into the facts that help companies understand what impact are those connections having on their business and for their employees. You know, Jesse, what, what I find uh, particularly compelling is that we look at a lot of these kind of what we might assign as uh, you know, softer skills uh, and um, recognition oftentimes can be one of those things, gratitude. But it seems that what you and your team have been able to do is quite literally quantify uh, that. Is that accurate? That's exactly right. And recognition data can be a really good barometer for how employees are feeling, what's on their minds, what are they connecting around, what are they collaborating about. And really in this time of change that we're in with with the pandemic, the data can really tell us a lot. You know, what I, what I, you know as a CHRO, what, what I find particularly fascinating um, about how it can transform a lot of the people planning processes within HRs twofold, it allows you one to be real time uh, because so much of the foundations of people planning have a lot to do with things like recognition. So succession planning, for example, is one of those, which has been a long staple uh, of, of HR practices. And it allows you to be proactive rather than reactive. And we'll talk about a couple of those other things relative to diversity, for, for example. Is this a kind of a new uh, phenomenon within HR of leveraging um, data? You know, I think HR has been leveraging data for, for many years out of your typical HRIS system, but this data really is, very, is different. These are authentic connections. They're, they're moments between two humans to express gratitude and share a feeling. And that's very different from emails or HRIS data or other things that companies might use, HR teams might use. And so it is a really new frontier for us in the world of HR. Hmm. By its very nature, you know, recognition is always anchored in something that is positively emotive, a good feeling, a good, and, uh, but I, I, I'm wondering now about this current environment that we're in, where now you're dealing with a great deal of uncertainty and tension, uh, sometimes conflict, right? What is the other side of that ledger now look like when it, when it comes to the power of data now, uh, when you're looking at things that, regrettably so, because of COVID-19, aren't anchored in things that can be candid or that, that positive? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And, and it's fascinating as the pandemic was kind of unfolding, what we could see in the data, in those recognition moments. Um, you know, as you can see in this video, uh, you can see those recognition moments across the globe those positivity moments continue to happen. And we were really able to follow kind of the, even the order of the countries that were impacted based mm -hmm. on those award messages. And, and yes, there were mentions of, of stressful times of the virus of people digging in, but mm -hmm. that kind of that heartbeat of positivity still continued across the world, even as the pandemic unfolded, but certainly a lot of nuance in the data in those messages that helped us understand what was on people's minds. You get a sense of the scale of the way in which humanity is responding, um, and and so uh, for every you know challenge and clearly you know the number of um, uh, positive test cases and loss of life and unemployment came, uh, claims, there's this other narrative out here about uh, the positive and very impactful way that humanity is responding. Uh, you know, I know for me, 
uh, it's almost kind of formed to be honest, a certain kind of um, uh, armor against all of the adverse um, and challenging news that, that you see in the data. It's the anecdote, yes, those matter, but you get the data too that tells you, no, humanity is responding. That's a great point, Steve. I mean, really, gratitude is a powerful antidote psychologically and physically during times of stress. I mean, that's pretty well established. You know, people who have been thanked for their work in the last 30 days report significantly, feeling significantly less stressed compared to, to those that have not. Um, you know, really, when we think about uh, companies that have been through stress in the last year, are they're nearly twice as likely for people to say they trust in company leadership if recognition has been flowing. So it really can buffer stress in a lot of different ways. So I wanted to ask you about that uh, in the context of the initiative that we launched last week. Thank you, healthcare. Uh, you know, and as we're trying to channel uh, and, and quantify the world's gratitude and specifically that which is directed towards uh, healthcare workers. What excites you about, you know, that, uh, that, that platform? You know, for me, I think just having a place where everybody can go and express the, the goodwill and the gratitude for people that have cared for us over the course of our lives and our families' lives, but especially now are, are putting their lives at risk. You know, there's, there's heartfelt emotion in those recognition moments, and, and it's a way to give back to those people that have supported us through good times and, and not so good times. And so part of what excites me is just the richness of that information and what it can tell us that are on people's minds and what's important to those to those folks that are being supported by the people on the front lines. Yeah, the, the audience has been uh, joining us for the last month or, or so on these Keeping Work Keeping Work Human series. This, Jesse, has been a, a, a continual thread, you know, actually, particularly when we've talked to those healthcare workers and we've asked, what is it that you need? And it's come down to three things, actually. Uh, they need us to stay at home. Uh, they need uh, personal protection equipment, PPE, uh, and they also need gratitude. Um, so, you know, going to uh, workhuman.com backslash thank you healthcare, now, healthcare workers are seeing now uh, exactly uh, the messages. And uh, oftentimes, you know, gratitude doesn't always announce itself. Uh, you know, I think about our relationship over the years and those conversations that I've been grateful for. Um, and, you know, you just don't always see, you know, uh, the, the full effect and impact. But when you look at those messages, um, including some that uh, give you a tremendous amount of pause, thank you for bestowing dignity on the matriarch of my family in her final moments. Like, you know, that, that really gives you some sense of just how powerful you know, gratitude and recognition is generally, but especially in a moment of crisis. Absolutely. Word, words matter for sure. And I think those healthcare workers need us more than ever right now. So I think I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I wanted to ask about uh, something that you and I have talked about often um, over the years, and it is about uh, equity. Uh, Regrettably so, uh, one of the many chapters of COVID-19 is going to be, you know, the disparate impact upon uh, uh, African-Americans, Latinos, um, and uh, those who are in lower income, uh, you know, brackets. 
and how there is a clear disproportionate impact and less a matter of race, it seems to me, and more a matter of access and affordability that have long been part of the conversations around uh, healthcare. Uh, why is recognition data so important in addressing those kinds of inequities? Yeah, you know, a lot of people, this isn't obvious to some folks, but but that recognition data can be a really good barometer of what equity looks like inside of an organization, let's say. So are recognition moments going to different groups at different levels? Are certain groups receiving less money, more money, different types of language that might be used with one group or another? I think we all intend well, we all intend goodness when we're giving gratitude for someone, but sometimes those systematic biases and the language that someone might use, such as faint praise to say something like, well, it seems like you did a good job, or I heard that you did a good job, or for, for a brand new employee, you really did a phenomenal job. Those mm -hmm. kinds of undermining messages can be different for men or women or different groups. And so that recognition data is a real-time barometer to kind of look into those, those things and understand them in ways that you'd really have been tough to do before this. Yeah, I think mean, you spent a significant amount of time in, in this area, uh, both in higher education and then in, in, in corporate America. What I find to be this paradigm shift that you're describing is now you can be proactive. Because there's a hard reality about inequity. Most times when you finally have a grasp on the data, the damage has already been done to the people. Uh, you know, she's already left the organization because uh, she was not being advanced or work life was not part of her conversation. Uh, you know, the disparities, the damage, you know, has been done. But when you have something now that is quite literally prescriptive, now you can focus your attention on where the challenges are and you can address them in a lot of ways real time, which has not been a tool or a resource that we've generally leveraged. Uh, when it's when it's come to addressing matters uh, of inequity, that's a great point. You know, just as an example, one of our large financial services customers took a look at uh, female leaders, new female leaders at the VP level, just to kind of see what the trends looked like in that recognition data. And they did notice there was a pocket of of those leaders who hadn't been recognized by their own manager in quite some time. And so they, they obviously thought, oh, no, this is not the right message, right? Uh, we don't want to send a message to aspiring female leaders that their own leadership might not have the faith in them. So, so they were able to take action, be proactive prior to, to it being some sort of broad issue. But, but the data can really uncover those things that are hard to do any other way. Absolutely. Well, lastly, I wanted to ask you about... Um, you know, from, from your particular area uh, of expertise, where, where do you think the world is going to go from here? What lessons uh, do you think that we're going to learn? Are there any indications in the data that you're seeing, uh, at least early on, that this may be some kind of recentering, recalibration of society? You know, that's, that's one of the things I've noticed in the data is as, as this first kicked off, there was a lot of stress messages, language around stress and rallying together and kind of, you know, you could feel the tension in the messages. But as we've kind of started to go deeper into this, we've seen a return more to focusing on gratitude and, and things like words like compassion or friend or kindness, blessed, 
love, things like that, that weren't showing up in the recognition messages as often. Now right. we're starting to show up. So it could mean that we're recentering ourselves into a place that's really focusing on things that are more simple, the people that you're with, the ways you can help others, and really what's important in life. And so I hope that's an outcome of, of all of this uh, as, we, as we get through what are really tough times right now. But there's hope at the end of the tunnel. Well, speaking of that, what, uh, what gives you hope? You know, for me, I think I, I just love being able to work for a company and do work that helps bring people together. You know, we're, we, we have recognition moments that are happening every three seconds or so on the platform. And that's two people making each other feel better, making each other feel more valued. And that is good energy to put into the universe. And so that's, that really gets me excited. I like that. Yeah. Well, Jesse, as always, it's great uh, chatting with you. Uh, these are actually conversations that you and I often have, uh, just passing each other in the hallway. Hey, how you doing? Um, uh, and it's always been, uh, over the years, so uh, instructive uh, for the work that, that I've, I've done. Um, it's a really powerful way, uh, you know, to be proactive. And there isn't a time that we talk that I don't learn something new and that that's true for me and i hope that's true for those who are listening uh, as well so thanks again uh for uh, for joining me uh my best to you your family and harper the new arrival we'll be talking to you. to you same to you thank you very much jesse as always it's great chatting with you it's always very helpful uh to learn new insights and your team are gleaning from the millions of recognition moments that are happening uh, all over the world every day you know, behind the data are also stories, uh, and it affirms this um, age-old wisdom, actually, that life does indeed find a way, and so does compassion, too. Uh, we, we are seeing, I think, and it's reflected in the data, uh, is that compassion begets compassion, hope begets hope, uh, and as we're going to continue to move forward through COVID-19, this recentering that you and I talked about, I think will become part of a new and a better uh, normal. So thanks again, Jesse. Stay healthy, stay well, take care of Harper, and I'll talk to you again real soon.